Hello, and welcome to the second episode of the Makers.dev podcast. Uh, good first topic might be Makers.dev. I thought we decided on Make.dev. Chris, what happened? Well, we sure did. Um, so last time we talked about Make.dev, which is a domain that I own, and uh, it costs $1,600 a year to renew, which seems ridiculous, and it is ridiculous. So we discovered <laughs> Makers.dev, which costs $98 per year to renew. And so that's why that's why we switched. Um, I think it makes sense to, uh, as a bootstrap podcast, to try to spend less money if you can. And uh, sixteen hundred a year is a crazy amount for a domain. So agreed, man. Already having some huge ROI even just after the first episode. This is a, I'd, I'd say that's a win. <laughs> Saved you sixteen hundred dollars a year already. That's uh, some that's uh, some positive. ROI. Uh, I have a meta note on the last episode. I was struggling to find the term Lotus Den. Lotus Den comes from the uh, Percy Jackson's The Lotus Casino, which is based on the Isle of Lotus Eaters from the Odyssey. I was hunting all around for like cesspool or Xanadu. Lotus Den is what YouTube is. Uh, You you go in, they suck you in, and you just want to spend all your time there. Uh, Also, just like the, the... Friction around starting this podcast. I love how quickly we were able to do this. Of you, you sent me the message like, "Hey, would you like to start a podcast?" And then I think it was, I think it was three or four days later, we had the first episode up. And I feel like I've gotten so much better at that type of work of like, just just act. You're you're not going to do it right. It's going to be bad the first time you do it. Uh, but like, just do it, and it's out there, and then you can iterate from there. Uh, how'd you feel about that? Of, of like the pace that we're going, of like the just just like getting it out there. And there were several decisions that we were talking about over Slack of like, oh, should we do this or this? And uh, I think you you did this for me several times, and uh, there were a few decisions that you pitched to me that I just sort of chose arbitrarily. Uh, how'd you feel about the the pace of how we did this? Yeah, I think that went really well. Um, it definitely is better if you get something out there and then iterate. And so, yeah, I, I was super excited to get it up quickly um also like since i have launched so many things now like we launched the website in like a day or so you know like and that's something that you know i know early in my career would have taken multiple days just to like get dns entries correct and everything Um, (laughs) but yeah we got it all set up pretty quickly and uh so yeah I'm, i'm excited and you know even if we mess up you know who cares we'll do it right the next time and it's something for us to talk about too like getting the domain uh wrong <laughs> exactly just just get it out the door uh i'm reminded i don't think i've told you this story before but there was a there was a podcast idea i had probably 10 years ago when podcasting was still becoming a thing it was going to be called you don't know anything and chris it was going to be the perfect podcast it was going to be like a spin on uh, sort of like a this american life and freakonomics thing and i was going to interview all these experts and i spent probably two years just chewing on the problem of ooh, what's the perfect intro music going to be? Because I really have to nail that if I'm going to do this podcast. And that just, it just exploded in complexity of every single decision I was making because it was the perfect podcast. And I had this this super high expectation of it of like, it has to be this perfect thing. I just kept building up and building up and, oh, well, you know, I got to find someone to do the album artwork and I have to hire several designers to figure it out. And I I started a podcast uh, earlier this year called Your Thoughts where I had the idea for it on my morning walk and three hours later, the first episode was published. And I ended up publishing like 270 episodes of it, something ridiculous. But I, I've I've learned in the sort of path that we're doing of uh, it's, 
unlike a corporate job where you're you're sort of rewarded for taking your time and taking a very slow path and making a very safe decision and uh, the, the sort of mentality of like no one ever got fired for buying an IBM, we need to be constantly moving. And it's it's very important. I feel like the, the way that we went about this podcast is sort of like a, a meta uh, narrative of the way that we do everything that you, you, you have to sort of be a little bit slapdash. You have to be okay with things not being perfect because otherwise things would never get done. Uh, so I, I admire you for like how quickly you were able to throw the website together and all those things that, uh, it was fun. It was fun. Like working with someone else with a similar process. Uh, it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And it's, yeah, I mean, the classic quote is that, uh, perfect is the enemy of done or, is that it? Yeah. Anyway, so getting it done is better than uh, getting it perfect. And you can always change it later if you don't like it. One final note on the meta podcast of doing it. I, uh, as you know, do rigorous time tracking. I was able to track exactly how much time I spent to get that. Uh, what was it? A, a 40, for, for a 40-minute episode, I spent two hours and 58 minutes total like the setup and actually recording it and the editing afterwards and the uploading files and getting them to you and i'm pretty happy with that for the very first time uh calculating that out it's 170 minutes of setup for 40 minutes of output which is 22.4 percent efficient so my goal for this week on this meta goal of dealing with this podcast i'm trying to beat that (laughs) for for however long this podcast episode ends up being i'm going to try to be more than 22.4 percent efficient uh how did you feel like that one for you how much time did you feel like you spent on the podcast between like setting up the website and doing all the transistor stuff what what, was that a significant chunk of your week i spent it was probably a whole day total um like like eight hours over a couple of days that was probably about right um and i was gonna uh for video like uh that efficiency is actually pretty good um compared to some of the stuff i'm used to which is like uh, highly focused and uh, succinct, uh, like egghead style content. Um, mm. For that, you can easily go like an hour per minute of outputted video, um, like just in terms of getting your thing ready and then doing it and uh, editing it later. So, yeah, I I think you're doing pretty well if it's only twenty two percent, not <laughs> an one, hour 1%. per minute. That's that's obscene. Oh my gosh, those videos look so good though. They're they're crisp. Those are polished. Uh, this is much more sort of just like off the cuff. <laughs> We're having yeah. a chat, and then <laughs> I set it up in Final Cut Pro. If I I click between the three different angles, and uh, I was able to edit it almost in real time. Uh, cool. That's that's good to have that feedback. All right, let's dig into it. Chris, last week you told me the goals that you wanted to talk to business clients. I think you had two of them. You wanted to figure out a way to integrate, a way to send emails over the, the several different lists that you had. You wanted to work on a private groups feature. You wanted to add guests to an RSVP as a feature. And you were chewing on different ways of managing plans to uh, managing matching your own internal plans with the, with the Stripe plans. How did that go? <laughs> so that was really ambitious, um, especially because I, so I am stopping consulting, but I still have one client that I'm wrapping up. So actually a big chunk of last week was spent sort of finishing up that client, um, still not done. So, um, a lot of the time I thought I was going to have, uh, went to the client instead. Um, I, so what I ended up doing, oh, also I am soundproofing my office. Um, so I did that <laughs> last week also, <laughs> uh, still not done with that, but yeah, lockdown with little kids in the winter. Uh, is going to be noisy, I imagine. So, uh, and I have like really thin walls at the at the like the front wall of my office. So, um, so th- those were two big things that weren't uh, the things I said I was going to accomplish. Um, but what I did do for Meeting Place was 
So I talked to the business clients. Um, they were actually two different people than the people I originally thought I was going to talk to. Oh. Um, one of the people, so he said, so, so one of the original people I was going to talk to, he basically said, like, the end of the year is not is not great to talk. Like, he is super busy. Um, mm. And I think I'm going to run into that a lot because we're starting to get into holiday season. And so I think business, like, businesses are not necessarily looking to buy and integrate new software right now. Mm. Um, some might be, so I'm still going to talk to people, but I think I might run into that. Um, I did talk to other ones, though, and some of the things I learned were stuff I already knew a little bit, which is, um, so business, I've talked to other businesses before and they basically use some combination of Slack and calendar invites to do, Mm. um, either team building or, you know, so one of the things you can do is like lunch and learns, book clubs, you know, kind of team activities. And so, um, what I need to figure out is what I can offer that Slack and calendar invites can't offer. Um, and, I, I know, you know, some of the, the things, um, but I need to, I want to talk to more business clients poten- or potential businesses to figure out, you know, what would they value in a sort of group uh, software that they can't do with just Slack and, and email, right? And um, so, yeah, so that was the business stuff. Um, on the development side, I almost finished the guest RSVPs. So that is going to go out, and that's one of the existing groups uh, is eagerly awaiting that. Um, so that's good. Private groups I didn't I didn't touch. So private groups will be probably on my list for uh, next week, um, which I have. We can talk about this when it comes time for what are we going to do next week. But um, I th- I think I liked what you said last time about switching between or having marketing and development goals. So I sort of want mm. a development goal a marketing goal and probably like a customer success goal. So that would be like, like I don't have great documentation right now. So that's maybe high on my list for like a customer success kind of thing, like making the existing users more um, able, you know, supporting them better. So um, yeah, I think that covers most of what I did. Several questions. (laughs) I love the question, what can I offer that Slack and calendar invites can't offer? Did that come out of the conversations that you had with the two business clients that you had that you didn't think were going to be the, the original clients? Um, so, yeah, um, I kind of anticipated that. And so I need to do some thinking about, um, you know, how to ask. So, so one of the, one of the things I know I'm doing is I'm committing the cardinal sin of user uh, interviews, which is I have the solution I know that I want yes. and I'm asking <laughs> them uh, about that. And so uh, what I should be doing is doing kind of the, uh, the mom test, um, uh, format probably, which is which I did try to do. So I started, you know, with what are you doing today? Mm-hmm. Um, how have you tried to solve this in the in the past? You know, what problems arise around this? You know, I know it wanted to be, I know it, it, I want it to be kind of group and event sort of focused, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think there are problems, um, but at least the couple people I talked to uh, were kind of like, yeah, you know, Slack seems to work okay. Um, I do know, although so he did talk about. And they're kind of a smaller company. In larger companies, you have the problem um, where people don't know what groups they can join. Like in their, mm-hmm. like in their company, they have a single Slack uh, channel for the whole company, right? Mm-hmm. So anyone can just announce that they're doing something on that Slack mm-hmm. channel. Um, so I think maybe I need to talk to larger companies. The problem with that then is if I want to sell into larger companies, that's a whole different enterprise sales kind of thing. Yeah. So 
I think, yeah, still a lot to think about on the business side. For listeners who are not familiar, The Mom Test is, I think, arguably the best book you could read for this type of business of starting a new thing. Because you're right, the, the impulse when you're talking to someone, asking them specifically about doing product research, doing customer interviews, would you buy this thing? And how could I change the thing that I build so that you would buy it? The impulse is to get them to like you, to, yep. to just get them to say yes. Of like, if you go to someone and I have this beautiful thing that I made and I hold it out to them and I say, hello, do you like this? Well, of course they're going to say yes. Because if they said no, how rude would that be? It's uh, So the, the thesis of the book is, how could you ask questions in a way that even your mom would tell you the truth? I think the example in the book that they give is, if you have a, an idea for like a recipe app for the iPad, and you brought it to your mom and you said, hey, mom, would you buy this recipe app for the iPad? She's going to say, yes, of course. And I love you so much. And you're so good at everything you do. But what you're actually trying to get out of that is, would she really buy it? And would people like her actually buy it? And to get that information, you have to come about it in sort of a roundabout way of like, hey, mom, could you tell me about uh, the ways that you uh, find recipes to cook? And then she might talk about, oh, well, I get it from friends and from family and uh, all these other places. And I, I would say, great. Have you ever bought any recipe books or, or uh, looked at looked for magazines or uh, where if you were if you were looking to buy a recipe, where would you go? And she might say, oh, I've never bought a recipe, and I think people who buy recipes are stupid because you can just make something up. Uh, okay, well now that's very strong evidence that she would not buy your product. Uh, and you might come at it from the other way of uh, what are the sorts of things that she buys. So maybe she buys books but you have an iPad app. So you might ask her like, uh, you know, when's when's the last time you bought an app uh, on your iPad? And how did you find that? And she might say, oh, well, you know, uh, my friend recommended Flappy Birds to me and uh, that I had to pay for this thing, but I only really buy games on my iPad. It's not, it's not really a thing that I use for work. Okay, well, that's now another piece of strong evidence that she's not she's not equating the the problem that she's having with a way to solve it would be an iPad app. Uh, so yes, I think that's, I think that's totally the answer. And the way that you express that is something that I also struggle with of like, you already have a thing, you already have a solution for it. And so to, to, to come at this, trying to answer the question, what, what features might you implement or what might you be doing differently to make meeting place more attractive to business clients? You're already sort of approaching it with this, uh, uh, biased, uh, mentality of you want them to like the thing that you've already built. And, uh, that'd be kind of scary if during a conversation with them, they ended up saying that like, oh, actually, or, or the place that you ended up in was realizing that the solution would look nothing like a meeting place. It would look like, I don't know, a, a community coordinator or something. Uh, well, that's not anything that you, you know anything about. Uh, that's something I struggle with. I, I took a class in human-centered design and uh, that that's <laughs> consistently the negative feedback that I got from my teacher was like, I keep going to an app. I keep going to software. It's like, no, this, this is my expertise. This is the thing that I want to do. And not necessarily. Uh, it's if, if you're going to go towards anything generic, it might be like video or educational content because that, that could sort of apply to everything. Uh, not, not all problems uh, can be solved in software. Uh, I'm curious, from, from the conversations that you had, what, what, was the, what was the feeling that you got? Did you feel like you would sort of fail the mom test and uh, the, the people you were talking to were just trying to give you the, the answers that you wanted. Uh, did you did you come away from it with sort of like a sinking feeling of, oh my gosh, you know, they really need this thing, but it's something completely different than than what Meeting Place is. Uh, what, what was your takeaway from those conversations? 
Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I thought it was it was good for me to to do it. I, my takeaway might be that I need to find. Well, I want to talk to more people. Um, I need to maybe find a, a different uh, type of person to talk to. I talk to the people who would be um, actually like consuming the app. So um, like software developers, basically. Mm. um on a team but uh what i'm going to try to find well so i had two thoughts one is there are entire companies whose job it is to run team building events for other companies mm. um like team building consultants mm. so i think i can go to them and say i'm building this thing that helps companies with team building you know mm. can i talk to you this is kind of like the uh, um the classic way to you know you, you get in front of uh consultants for the thing that you're going to do mm-hmm. and uh, try to ask them. So since their entire company is about these activities, these events, um, maybe they'll be more willing to talk to me and also have lots of ideas, I think, about um, how software should run for events. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, I think I need to get in front of bigger companies and perhaps uh, different people at these companies. So in big companies, you know, it might be HR, it might be a somewhere else but someone is responsible for things like uh, events you know and so i need to find those people it might be office assistants it might be um you know like just different people on teams so i'm not 100 percent sure how to find those people but that's something that i need to look at is how can i find the people who actually feel the pain of running events within mm. companies i like that and i think i think Development work doesn't make sense. Putting on my my hat as your boss, I think development work doesn't make sense until you have found the people whose problems you're solving. So that the conversations to be having with the people responsible for events at companies, uh, I would just like maximize those and you know try out the the professional uh, what social coordinators if it, if it's like a uh, someone someone who uh, what would you call those someone someone who you're outsourcing this uh, task to of uh, organizing events yeah team building consultants team like building consultants uh, let me write that down yeah it's a whole industry really which is kind of interesting that's neat yeah that sounds like a great place to start because if that's their job oh man I I imagine I imagine if you had ten conversations with team building consultants and just like approach it with a super open mind of, I just want to know about their problems. I just want to know the things that are, are that you're struggling with. Uh, independent of any software that I've built before, I just, I just want to know and absorb like a sponge the things that are bugging you. I bet you would walk away from 10 conversations being like, oh my God, this is the thing I need to build. And that might be uh, just augmenting software you've already built and it might be something completely different, but I think you'll have an incredibly clear picture of like, this is the pain that they have. It. This is the way that they're describing the pain. These are the ways that they're looking for solutions to it. These are the things they've tried. This is why the things that they've tried hadn't worked before. And now this is the very minimal, very focused feature set of, of what I need to build to, to help them out. Uh, that, that I think is the most important work that you've been doing uh, this week from the way you're describing it. Yeah. I have something else I forgot about too, which is um, as sort of a, so I have right now sort of public groups and I have this business thing that I'm exploring and there's kind of a middle part, which is, which is the private groups really. Um, mm. And I was listening to a different podcast this week where they talked about, they're talking about communities and how communities are sort of like taxing, especially when they get really large. Mm. Um, uh, and what they wanted was a, like a smaller focused private community, kind of like a mastermind, but with, you know, 20 people instead of four. Mm. Um, 
So I think there's, um, so I should probably reach out to the people running the podcast too. <laughs> to talk to them. <laughs> that sounds like something good to do. Um, yeah. But I think there's room for like, you know, what, what would like a 20 person event focused mastermind, you know, where they meet like once a month or something to talk about, uh, you know, that uh, business or, or whatever the mastermind is about. What would that look like? Um, you know, is there anything there? Um, which I think there is. So that, that's kind of a third vector. So I, I have lots of things. Yeah, I have lots of ways to go public, private or, or business. Mm. Love it. Yeah. Tons of potential, tons of opportunity. And I think, uh, I think pursuing all three of those at the same time is the, the best thing to do. Just like try to talk to as many people as possible. Um, I like, to, yeah. And reaching out to a podcast also, that, that could be part of marketing. Uh, neat. Right. Okay, cool. So with that in mind, uh, I love the way that you split up development goals, marketing goals, and customer success goals, which might be better documentation. Uh, from the way you're describing it, I think customer success goals don't quite make sense because you're still sort of clarifying who the customer is and what the product is. Um, development goals, oh, are so juicy. Making software is just so much fun. <laughs> I love it. And that's right. If I could nudge you in a direction, I think it would be try to put the development goals on hold. I know you have people knocking on your door for like, uh, the RCP feature and that's almost done. Uh, but I, I think from, from a business perspective of like, how can we be making money as quickly as possible? Uh, having these conversations with team building consultants, uh, assistants working in smaller companies who are responsible for events, uh, and reaching out to this podcast about the the twenty person groups, uh, I think is the most important work that you can be doing this next week. What would you like to set your goals uh, for this next week? <laughs> uh, that sounds that sounds great. Thanks, boss. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, I think, um, let's see, how about email 10 companies, uh, the, the business consultants? That's okay. a measurable goal, right? Uh, reach out to that podcast person. And then um, also reach out. I still have two or three other business people in my sort of network that I want to reach out to. Uh, so warm leads there before I start going cold. So um, I think that sort of ticks the all the different marketing boxes. So uh, and that's no development, which I think is good because I have consulting this week also. So that'll scratch the the development itch. You gotta gotta keep yeah. pumping out that code. <laughs> Coding is so much fun. Can we, can we just talk about it for a second? It's such a tight feedback loop, and computers just work the same way. It's it's tough to figure it out once, but then oh, the dopamine hit from the reward of like oh, you figured it out. You you wrote the magic words to get the computer to do the thing, and then it just yeah. it could run a hundred billion times, and it runs the same way every time. Like. How much simpler is that than than talking to people? Uh, oh my gosh, I love it so much. You can, it's. I feel like I grew up reading Harry Potter, uh, and sort of lamenting when I turned eleven that I didn't get the the Hogwarts letter. And I feel like I'm there. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I can do all the things that they could do in Harry Potter, and it's more fun. <laughs> like the messaging system is so much better with technology than it is with uh, like sending owls in in the the Harry Potter universe. And the, oh, it's. Uh, that's a whole thing I could get into. I think reality is uh, is better than Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had the exact same thought actually when I was reading Harry Potter. Kind of like, uh, you know, computers are basically magic, and so uh, <laughs> we have it. You know, it's just uh, not quite the same. Yes. Okay, so uh, how about you? What do you have, or what were your goals for last week, and uh, what did you accomplish? My goals for last week were that I could send you a link to textbooksplease.com for all your textbook buying needs. 
so that you could uh, and and make it working again, which was a complete recode. I thought it would take me about six hours. And uh, with the goal that you could go to that website, type in the name of any book, and then see a list of places to buy that book, and then you could buy it. And through that, I would get an affiliate fee, uh, which is the way that it was working about six months ago, and then it broke. Uh, and so I, I would need to completely redo it. That was goal number one, which was the top priority. Goal number two was that I could send you a link to a special file inbox page. And you could send me a file or a thousand files, and it would go through this new serverless infrastructure that's going to use Firebase instead of AWS and my own uh, uh, virtual private servers. On goal number one, I succeeded as of this morning, <laughs> down to the wire. <laughs> you can now go to textbooksplease.com. You can type in the name of a book and I will show you the best prices of that book uh, across the internet. And that is working entirely on this Firebase serverless infrastructure, which I'm pretty proud of. And it's totally scalable. Uh, there are no servers to take care of. I don't, I don't ever have to worry about uh, upgrading Ubuntu for some security patch or something. And it's very minimal. And I don't quite know what the next step of that is. I think uh, the, the, the development part of it is done. Oh, oh, I'm very proud of I thought it would take me six hours. I tracked all my time working on textbooks, please. It took me four hours <laughs> and 25 minutes to get to this point. So uh, I'm happy about that. Uh, and so for, for next steps with that, and I don't think this makes sense for next week, but I just want to be thinking about like, uh, I, I, I want before January to, because January is uh, the start of the next semester. And so that's, people are going to be searching more for like how to get their books. I want to be doing keyword research for what are people Googling already when they're trying to find their books. So I think that's probably going to look something like, uh, you know, uh, TCU textbooks, lowest price or how to get SMU textbooks. I want to confirm that and then build a content marketing page uh, and then maybe record a video on top of that. And then I loved your idea from last week of uh, doing Reddit ads. I've never gotten a Reddit ad. Uh, I'd like to figure that out before January so that I can have it ready uh, in January. And then some some like basic SEO polishing stuff and uh, affiliate tracking. I want to I want to make sure that for every dollar that I'm spending in advertising, I can track how many dollars did this dollar make me. So if I buy the Reddit ad, I, I want to be able to just add a little ref tag to that URL. And then if someone ends up, I can't track if they actually buy it, but I can track for the links they click on. And then I can know the click to conversion rate. So I, I have like a pretty close proxy for what what each click is worth to me. Uh, and I want to I want to have a spreadsheet that shows like okay I spent a hundred dollars on Reddit and that hundred dollars made me two hundred dollars great let's pump money in there <laughs> let's uh, I have a I have a one to two right, money making right. machine uh, that sounds great uh, and that's where I'd like to be by January and I don't think that's top priority for next week uh, on the file inbox goal of week number two I did nothing <laughs> I punted it one more time and I feel <laughs> bad about that. Uh, and so that's top priority for this week. I need to get that done. Uh, small side note in like productivity, a week is so long. A week is 168 hours. And I spent four hours and 25 minutes on that on my top priority and got it done, which like, good job. But I didn't get the second thing I wanted done. And that's so frustrating of like, similar to you talking about uh, soundproofing your office and uh, <laughs> the, the distractions that come up in, in everyday life that like lead you astray from the core thing that you're focused on. I'd like to be optimizing for that more. If I say that something is my top priority and my second priority, I would think I would get those th two things done above anything else. And yet looking at my numbers, I got, oh, where's the, where's the number? A little over four hours on YouTube <laughs> last week. I'm YouTubing like it's my job. <laughs> I'm YouTubing like that's my second priority. 
and I hate that. Uh, so for this next week, I would like to be more mindful of uh, my top priority is file inbox. I want to get that done quickly, and then I can move on to my second priority. Uh, and uh, I, I I don't want to feel guilty about YouTubing. I think in, I I feel like I sort of have like this chemical dependence on it of uh, I need that dopamine hit and it's novel things and. Uh, I, I think I think quitting cold turkey would not be reasonable. I think I think that's not a thing that I can do. Uh, but I would like to be more conscious of like how do I make sure and and reward myself appropriately for focusing on the work that I want to be doing for this next week. Uh, I'm not sure what my number two priority is. I'd like to ask you about that actually because I'm I'm sort of like waffling between two different things. The first is. For me to get those numbers last week of uh, how much time did I spend on textbooks, please, and how much time did I spend on YouTube, I had to go through day by day and then add those numbers together. And I think it would be pretty easy. I think three hours of work, I could make that automatic so that I could run weekly reports. And for people that have onboarded to my time tracker, that's that's a highly requested feature. Uh, that business is not a top priority, but this, this is something that would benefit me a lot personally of being able to see and run these reports of like, can I see a graph week by week of last week I spent four hours on YouTube. This week I spent three hours and 30 minutes. That's an improvement. Good job. Uh, you get some chocolate. Right. Uh, that's that's thing number one. Uh, of, of <laughs> option number one for priority number two uh is implementing that feature <laughs> the second thing is now that we're doing this media production and uh i'm enrolled in a class on how to be a part-time youtuber by uh ali abdal and I'm, I'm thinking much more about like running interviews and uh recording more videos there's an idea that i think we've talked about before of making clips of longer form videos and having a pipeline of taking those clips and turning them into uh, syndicatable, shareable, uh, burned in captions, little shorter videos that are much more shareable. So like uh, this video is going to be probably about 40 minutes long. 40 minutes is a time commitment. That's that's a lot of time. Uh, but if, if there's an auto-playing video that pops up on someone's Twitter feed, and it's a very, you know, it's, it's titled with a juicy concept of, ah, uh, Chris talks about uh, soundproofing his office and it's just the the 30 seconds of you talking about that and then it links to the full episode. That's so much more shareable. That's that's so much more easy to engage in than uh, committing to a full 40-minute episode. So option number two for priority number two would be that I smooth out that pipeline to make it easier to outsource clipping so that uh, the, the idea being like eventually... I could send this to another person and just be like, hey, here's this longer form video I did. It's one of my podcast episodes with Chris, or it's an interview that I did with someone, or it's uh, one of my weekly or monthly update videos. Uh, look through here for interesting things. Try to pull out like three or four interesting clips. And then here's the workflow for how you queue it up on Buffer or something. Uh, that's that's the second thing I'm thinking about for this week. What are your thoughts? What What do you think I should be focused on? Oh, I guess textbooks please would be a third option of like I could so, start. Let's see. I could start doing marketing on that. Oh sure. Um, I think textbooks please, like you mentioned, doesn't make too much sense until January because that's when people are going to be using it. Um, and if you do the work to like learn Reddit ads or Facebook ads now, you may forget about it all in two months anyway. Um, so yeah, I would push that off until December. Um, I noticed that 
you mentioned two things and neither one were converting your file inbox to this uh, serverless architecture, um, which is your main business and also something that I think is, I don't think it's um, actually stopping you from marketing file inbox more, but in your head it is. Mm. Uh, and so I think you actually are trying to avoid that work uh, mentally. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, so what I might suggest is, and the other two things are things that knowing you um, are things that you would like to work on. And so maybe what Absolutely. you should do instead, yeah. So maybe what you should do instead is say, you know, I'm going to do two hours of file inbox serverless stuff, no matter what I get done, mm. and then reward myself with two hours of this fun, you know, video clipping work or whatever. Oh, I like that. Um, that that's what I would suggest. Uh, yeah. That sounds like a good deal. Thank you, boss. <laughs> that's, that's fair. Yeah, no, I'm excited to work on those other two things. And I think, I think I've think i built up this mental resistance to doing the serverless stuff on File Inbox. Okay, cool. Okay, I have a single goal for this week. And that single goal is I want to be able to send you a link on File Inbox to a special, like I'm thinking like beta.fileinbox.com or something uh, that will let you send me files that go through the serverless infrastructure. And I agree that that's probably just a mental block that I'm using as an excuse to not do marketing. But I need to do it. Oh, I need to do it. Uh, oh, it's it's so beautiful, Chris. The architecture I made for it. Oh, it's oh, it's. I just need to do it. Uh, it's perfect. Similar to like it's perfect. Yes, yes. Year, oh, yeah. it's perfect. Oh, and I don't want it to take a year. I want to just like do it, knowing that it won't be perfect, and that's fine. It'll be bad, and then it'll get better, and uh, then I can then I can focus on marketing stuff. <laughs> Which is going to be next week. I was going to say it's it's probably important to reward yourself too. So after you do some file and box stuff, you know, let yourself do the video clipping stuff because I think that's probably what you want to do the most. <laughs> so, yes, <laughs> and the time tracking stuff is just so much fun. Being able to to account for every second of my day, I love it. Right, cool. Right. I, that's that's all I got. Is that an episode? I think so. Thanks for all right listening to Makers Dev episode two. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.